It is Thursday, January 4th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by the St. John's River Water Management District. And now, the prototype for sportscaster Ken, J.P. Shatrick. Welcome in. It is Jaguars Happy Hour on this Thursday, Week 18. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, the Jaguars and the Titans coming up this Sunday at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. The division title on the line, a win for the Jags, and they secure back-to-back division championships. A loss? Well, we'll get to what that means coming up a little bit. It's not good things. Injury updates. And then uh, the Doug Peterson Show. We'll hear from the head coach in studio at 5 o'clock on the Jaguars radio network and get his thoughts on the task at hand this week. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. As always on 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube, all the places, Jeff Lagerman, that you need to be. How are you? Good. How are you doing, JP? I'm well, thank you. Uh, The Jaguars are also well. They got a win last week, a shutout victory, got back on track, and now, um, hey, it comes down to the last week of the season. Imagine Uh, that. uh, Very impressed with the way that they played football this past game and and more impressed, I think, with the way that the coaches went about the approach to that game. Uh, Kudos to Doug Peterson and his staff because I I felt that that game – was going to be one as long as they took the right approach, and they absolutely did, yeah, especially on offense and defense. Give uh, Mike Caldwell and his staff and players a lot of credit because they they did a great job. It's not easy to get a shutout in no, this league, not at all, at all, not easy. And so kudos to them. Ran the ball well on offense. Um, played it safe. They didn't take unnecessary risks with the football through the air with C.J. Beathard and. And then, like you said, the yeah, CJ just side. took the risk himself by running the ball <laughs> and not sliding. Come on, CJ, get down, man. What are you doing? What are we doing? <laughs> Sitting there during the broadcast, and I'm like, well, come on, CJ. I think at one point I said, you know, I said they should have a conversation with him on a sideline and say, look, we're going to bench you if you don't learn to slide. But still, he looked at me and said, you, you can't tell, yeah. say that to your quarterback. No. And I'm like, I know. I said, but, man, I just get so angry <laughs> that he wasn't protecting himself because, you know, the next option, Matt Barkley. Hi, I'm Matt. Yeah. I'm the backup <laughs> quarterback. I've been here for two days. I can imagine you uh, as a coach uh, with a quick trigger getting guys out of the game for whatever you, you perceive. I might have called timeout on that one <laughs> scramble and said, hey, man, what are you doing? we doing <laughs> come on so of course uh, the jaguars are looking for back-to-back division titles for the first time since 98 and 99 and oh, it's awesome it's fitting jp yes. that's going to happen in nashville well i mean you're very confident sounding that it's going to happen well, I am in confident. I, I am confident and you know when i say it's fitting that it's going to happen in nashville i think that that does itself lend confidence there right but also what other way would you want it I mean, like, I know people get it. They say, oh, well, you know, the other way I'd like to see it is that they're 15-1 and one and yeah. the number one seed. And they don't need to guys. go to Nashville yeah. to win it. But, look, if, if you have to win a game, would you rather be anywhere else than in Nashville to beat the division foe at their place? I mean, look, they've, they've rubbed it in your face and have gotten the upper hand many years prior. So why not go ahead and show them what success is about right now? Yeah. And I think that's okay. That would be nice. And, you know – 
they're going into a situation that could be Derrick Henry's last game there. Mike Vrabel, there's a lot of talk around him as well. Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback. Well, I mean, we're going to get to a lot of that stuff. Yeah. But uh, just the Titans organization. You know, look, the longtime Jaguar fans remember the early days. Okay, the early days of when this Tennessee Titans club – were the only team to beat this Jaguars football team from the 1999 season. And those memories are, are hard to forget. And I don't know if anything will ever make up for that year and what happened, but moments like this when you get wins like this and when you got wins like you did last year in the season finale at home, I mean, look, that goes a long way towards – kind of putting the scales a little bit more on the even mode. Yeah, they kind of exercised some demons last year. Yeah. With the, the win in Nashville for the first time in, what, eight or nine years? By the way. The last week of the season. That yes. game last year might have been the NFL coaching job of the year. One of the best coach games, I think, in the NFL. Oh, every game last year. Which you look game? At the, 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 last, the last game here. Oh, week 18. Yeah. Just as far as the job that Mike Vrabel did getting a quarterback who wasn't with the team very long yeah. and started. He played well. He had that team ready to play. That game was kind of coming down to the wire, and it took a miraculous play in which Rayshon Jenkins picks up the fumble and goes in and scores. You know, it had to have a magical moment to it, and it made that game very special. But credit Mike Vrabel. But on the other end of that, look, we got a pretty good coach too. Really good coach, as a matter of fact. And so this is going to be a great matchup. And by the way, Doug Peterson has never lost to Mike Vrabel when he's been the Jaguars coach. That's right. 3-0. and That's right. Let's make it 4-0 this week. Uh, this is Jaguars Happy Hour on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Jags fans want customized Jags furniture for your home? Check out ZipChair.com to browse all customizable options. ZipChair furniture for fans. The health of the quarterback priority, number one. Imagine that. That's uh, been a storyline a few times this season. But he did not play last week, Trevor Lawrence, that is. He was throwing the football around a little bit today during the open media session at practice. He was not yesterday. So I guess that's a step in the right direction. And we'll see how the rest of the week goes. But, you know, this is the balance again of playing versus hurting the offense without practice versus hurting yourself and further hurting that shoulder. Yeah, and uh, we're obviously going to ask Doug Peterson about that coming up on the Doug Peterson show. And uh, I don't know if we're going to get an answer. Because <laughs> I would guess not. <laughs> pro probably not. I mean, most of the coaches, whether a player is going to play or not, they're going to keep that pretty close to the vest. But, you know, I. I if, so, if somebody asked me and said, hey, what are your honest opinion? I don't really have a feel for it one way or another right now. You know, last week I kind of had a feeling the way that Trevor talked on Wednesday that, yeah, probably not. But I said to myself, look, that kind of attitude, I had that feeling before on a Wednesday, but then all of a sudden he miraculously made a recovery with the ankle and was able to play again. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to close the door on him just yet. And this week, I really don't have a feel one way or the other. You know, because, you know, separated shoulders are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but this is a different game, too. I mean, this is for all the marbles. And, that, and that's why I say, look, if this is a regular season game, I would say, eh, probably not. Like, you know, you know October. Throwing something. shoulder, yeah. separated yeah. shoulder on the throwing shoulder, and this is September, October, probably not. Hey, look, let's just let it calm down. You don't want to have it linger. But the reality is this is, this is a must-have game. Uh, 
really a playoff game. Yes. And so in some ways you look at it like there is no tomorrow. You know, we need to play now because there is no tomorrow. So you're willing to maybe risk it a little bit more because the stakes are higher. And that's perfectly fine. That's the way it should be as a player. When the stakes are high, you, you put yourself at risk. That's just how it is. Now, he might have some other weapons, whoever the quarterback is, to, to throw to. Zay Jones trending better. Didn't play last week, but I feel we'll good see. about him. We'll see how that goes with a knee and a hamstring. But then Christian Kirk back on the practice yeah. field this week, four yeah. weeks after surgery. And I don't know if you heard him in the locker room Wednesday explain exactly what happened. I mean, that is a, well, a tell, muscle tell off people the bone. That it, it's essentially a torn muscle off of the bone. Oof. And, and, it, and he had he had a surgically tear. fixed. Well, yeah, he said he played through a tear that he suffered in week six and was playing through it anyway. And this one got so bad, tore off the bone. I guess we'll have to have surgery now. So if you if you if you want to get a little bit more insight into what it's like dealing with something like that, talk to Fred Taylor. Yeah. Okay, the Hall of Famer. Okay, future Hall of Famer. Hope knocking so. on wood there. Hope so. Okay, uh, dealt with something like that in his career, and that's no. Easy task to be able to come back from. And Christian Kirk's a hardworking guy. Um, you know, and if somebody asked me that question, what do you think about Christian Kirk? I don't know. You know, I, I hope he can come back. I hope he can play because here's the reality. Trusted wide receivers, they don't get any better than Christian Kirk. Right. Right? I mean, if you're, if you're talking about a quarterback's best friend, okay, 13 is it, man. <laughs> this is – Trevor's favorite target. This is CJ's favorite target. No offense, Calvin. Uh, but the reality is that Christian Kirk is a guy with Evan Ingram that is the quarterback's most trusted target, as he should be. And so if he can play, that's, that's great for this football team in a, in a big game. Again, just like with Trevor Lawrence, when there is no tomorrow, are you willing to risk it a little bit? Yeah. But we're also talking about a, an athlete that has to run. Yeah. He has to cut. He has to move. This was a uh, surgical fix. You have to consider the future if you're that individual because you are your own business, JP. That's right. You're, you're okay. an independent contractor. If the body can't go, <laughs> yeah. the body doesn't make money. That's correct. Um, the last time all of the weapons were on the field together was the start of the Cincinnati game. And, of course, the first play from scrimmage was when Christian Kirk got hurt uh, on that throw down the field and was unable to, to finish the game. So the last time they all finished a game was the week before that at Houston. So I, Now the question I have is if they're all back out there, and yes, there's a couple guys coming off injury and maybe the quarterback as well, so that's three guys, You know how – they're not just going to flip the switch and have magically their offense at full tilt, right? Like they did at Houston? Right. No. <laughs> no. What do you really expect from this offense if all those guys are out there? I think it's a, it's a great question. And I, I will start by saying this. I think the game plan that you have going into this game is going to be very similar to what the game plan was that you had here at home against Carolina. Mm. I, I think you have to – go into this game saying to yourself, okay, look, Tennessee has not been able to score a lot of points. They're going to be undergoing some more change on offense. They've got some issues. We need to make sure that we play this game, not conservatively, but clean. Because I think there's a difference there. 
conservatively means that you're just you know you're just plodding along, not willing to take any kind of chances and being very um, uh, minimal as far as your game plan. I think you've you've got to go into this game saying, look, let's just be clean, let's protect the football, let's not beat ourselves, and then see where we're at with our running game against a, a Tennessee Titans football team that doesn't have their best run defender in Jeffrey Simmons that doesn't have their starting quarterback that doesn't have an offensive line that's been playing well you know let's let's just play it smart let's keep this game low scoring and and play well get points when you can field goals just take, like last take week. the ball away a little yeah. bit as a as a defense because i think there is going to be some opportunities in that category but most importantly you've got to take advantage of an opponent's weakness. And right now, the Tennessee offense is struggling. Plain and simple, they're struggling. You know, their best performance in the last number of games was probably, what, at Seattle? Mm-hmm. Um, looks like Levis is not going to be able to play. Looks like it could be Tannehill. Mm. I don't mean, I don't think it matters that much. And the reason I say that is because the offensive line of the Tennessee Titans is not playing well. The left tackle has been a little bit of a turnstile. Turnstile as far as allowing defenders to get through, but then also having different guys in the lineup, from Jalen Duncan to uh, Dillard, the free agent acquisition, former first-round pick of the Philadelphia Eagles. Their left guard, first-round pick Skaronsky, who many people thought he was the next coming of Quentin Nelson. Hate to tell you this, Tennessee fans, he's not. Uh, their center's a pretty good player. The right guard is okay. Right tackle, okay. Got to take advantage of that offensive line. Plenty to come. Uh, coming up at 4.30, Kai Stevens joins us in studio. We'll hear from LaDainian Tomlinson. Caught up with him earlier today to discuss Fred Taylor's candidacy for the Hall of Fame. Two guys that – and the one part of Fred's game that – I don't want to say he's lacking, but he didn't have a lot of touchdowns. LT, though, uh-huh. had a ton of them. The second most in league history. We'll hear from him in just a little bit as well. And then at 5 o'clock, the Doug Peterson Show, the Jags head coach in studio with us, and Evan Ingram from the locker room yesterday. We're on 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube, and Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. On 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube, J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. And the beauty of live radio is that you never know who's going to pop in the studio. Honestly, had no idea. Josh Allen is with us, Jags Pro Bowl outside linebacker. What up, what up? Congratulations and welcome. Thanks for coming in, man. What's up? Thank you for having me on. And, uh... You know, I just wanted to pop by and say what's up to the guys. Well, what's well up, guys? I'm, I'm glad you did because, you know what, <laughs> congratulations on your second Pro Bowl. Well-deserved. Appreciate you. And uh, congratulations on the single-season sack record. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you. Um, look, I'm looking at my numbers now, okay, well, you know, not to look ahead, but, you know, okay, got about 12 more to go to take over t- Tony Brackens, okay, at some point, and I can't wait for that moment as well. But congratulations. Uh, great game, three sacks. In a big, big game, you know, mm-hmm. big players step up in big moments, and you did. Mm-hmm. That's been 
You know, I've been saying that a lot lately, you know, especially when I watch football, other teams play. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at key moments because I start to feel the flow of games. So I'm like, okay. I always say big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. So as soon as that key moment comes and whoever makes that play, the guy made the play, I'm like, he's a big-time player. Mm-hmm. You know, they go to him or he finds a way, defensively, offensively. So, you know, that's been my mindset and, you know, just play free. So, by the way, guess what? You got a bigger moment this week. <clears throat> hint, hint. Can't what? wait. Well, I, I, when I say that, I said just channel. I mean, the, the, you know, last week was a big, big time moment. play. Oh, this is a huge game. Here's another this moment a, that's this even is, bigger. This is a so huge. So I'm putting the pressure on you. I'm ready. I've been mentally ready, you know, for this game after we played Sunday. And I watched the game Sunday. Moved on quicker. Uh, and, you know, I'm excited about this week. This is a rivalry week, so the attention to detail is going to be huge. Uh, this is a team that's, you know, that they say that's not playing for nothing, but they're playing for a lot. Mm-hmm. Playing for a lot of, you know, two things. I came into this league, the first thing I said, we don't like Tennessee. And then I did a banquet at uh, Tim at, – uh, I went to a Tim Tebow gal- uh, gala. Mm-hmm. Eddie George was there. And man, to tell you, he was talking so much crap to me. And I'm not even understanding. Like, I understand we didn't like them, they didn't like us. But to that extent, so it's like for me, it's like this is the, the, the energy has to be up. The energy is going to be up. It's going to be a physical, tough game uh, for both sides of the ball. You know, we're excited about it. They're excited. So, you know, the, 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 the best talent and the more prepared team is going to win this game. And we've been preparing the right way. Josh Allen with us in studio, swinging by here in the Miller Electric Center. The beauty of this place is we're right here, and you can come up uh, upstairs. That's awesome. Uh, so, you know, in big games this year, Josh, haven't had the best of results mm-hmm. as a Jaguars team. Why is this time different? It, why is this team ready to take the step when their back's against the wall in a big game? I mean, we better be, first and foremost. You know, and that starts with individually how you approach this game. Um you know, last week, excuse me, last week was a was a huge game, not only for the offense, but for the defense as well. You know, we knew the challenges that we had against last week uh, with the offense side, Trevor being down, back quarterback, going to get the running game going. So we made, we thought it wasn't going to be a high score game at first, but we just had to do our part. And that's what it comes down to, everybody doing their part, offensively, defensively, special teams. Doing your part individually, and that, that ultimately affects your positional group, which ultimately affects your side of the ball, and just having fun with it. So for us as a defense, if I can win my one-on-one and, and do that consistently, we get off the field. If Roy had, Roy had the same mentality, Foyer, Trey, uh, Smoot, you know, Ray, Tyson, D-Will, everybody had the same mentality. Uh, and if we can be able to continue to just have that confidence, play with that swag, and uh, keep going. All right, so uh, before you came on the air here, we were having a short conversation about the three sacks that you had in the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did a little video piece on it this week about how every one of them was different and mm-hmm. that uh, it's not always just Josh Allen getting the sack. Take us through the three sacks that you had on Sunday and why it wasn't just you. Okay, good question. Uh, my first sack. Which one was my first sack? The, that was, when I was three, three technique. Tech. So the play, the last time we was in our formation, it was I went up and under, all right, up and under. I was like, oh my goodness, okay, and I kind of beat everybody in there. Trey got the sack, so then the next time we're like, all right, we're gonna run 
a text game. I'm going to hit the B-gap. By the real Roy, One second, real quick, just real quick, because on the up and under that you're talking about, that was Trayvon's first sack of the first game. First sack of the game. And you got a pressure on that that yeah. helped Trayvon get the sack. It yeah. wasn't the sole reason why I was he pissed. <laughs> I bet you were me. because you had a great rush. Yeah. And up and under means you took the guard up the field yeah. and then you powered back underneath. Yes, sir. A great rush. With three guys on me. Yes. So I thought great I got rush. him. And then Trey, I try to tell you, Trey shot out of the cannon and that man pounced on that pounced on the quarterback. And yes. It was a it was just it was just a great ball. You know, and that's what we have to do. If you wanna be the best, you're gonna have to compete you're gonna have to compete about it. And I tell him every day, I want every sack. So if you ain't willing, if you ain't willing to, <laughs> to to go to extra, then I'm gonna get every one. Hey, yeah, that just sacks and, aren't uh, meant to be shared. They're not. So, <laughs> so uh, for him to do that, that was awesome. And then the, my first sack, it was all right. Roy, sell the guard, sell the tackle. Roy's out of defensive end. Roy's out of You're defensive end. You're back in a defensive tackle. And the last time we did it, Roy went speed to power on him. So the next time, we're like, all right, bet. Roy, you take it up the field. You take this tackle with you, and then with me, beat the guard. And when I mean to tell you, when I beat the guard, it was like, I was like, wow, this is much space they have inside. Mm -hmm. I, it was just, it, but it, the, as quick as it opened up, the quick it is closed. Mm -hmm. So for me, Roy did a heck of a job. Sold it. Sold it, great. Yeah, he sold it. Sold it, and that gave me a split second when I did beat him, turn and run. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I turned around, uh, Trey, I think Trey was working a speed to power, condensed him so the quarterback thought he had the edge. So then he tried to take off and, you know, Kind of and that. I got to give credit wow. to the coaching staff for coming up with the idea of kicking you down into the three, you and Trayvon both mm -hmm. down into the three technique. Uh, that's that was a good move because the guards were kind of the weakness of the Carolina Carolina Panthers offense, mm -hmm. offensive line anyway. All right, so second sack. That was the second sack, right? No, no, no that was the first. Was first. Oh first gosh, one. yes, yes, I've lost count already. <laughs> <laughs> the second one, the second one was uh, the free runner. First, uh, Coach Caldwell does a heck of a job on calling these blitzes. I'm calling these these plays to where we show the double A gaps. Uh, so that allows us – they don't know if we're going to be blitzing. They don't know if I'm going to peel the back. They don't know if I'm going to be a free runner. So we have, so they have to know what slide, how they're going to protect that because they don't know. You know. So real quick, let me just, just – Foyer and Devin, Devin Lloyd. Are in the A gaps. They're both walked up, literally standing on each shoulder of the center. Yeah. And they're showing they're coming. So an offense has to protect – protect the most dangerous defenders, yeah. the guys that have high. the shortest path to the quarterback. Yeah. So what they do a lot of times in that situation is they squeeze it down because they're maybe expecting Josh to bail out and drop into pass coverage. Which now, I have. Yeah, which you have. Which I have. So it, you can't – they can't – and that's what, and that's why I do love this defense because you can't sit up here and say, no matter what front we're you can't say, say, sit up here and say, they're going to do this. They're going to do that. Because you, as soon as you think that we're going to do something, we're going to do the completely opposite. Uh, so for us, it's not missing those opportunities, not missing those layups, like what I would say. And for me, we were just talking about on the sideline, when you hear Ricky or Larry, they're full sliding. So it was like right before, it was like a, all right, check, check with me, quarterback. All right, Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. So I knew they were sliding away from me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, and my mindset was tighten down, take a short angle, and get your hands up. It might be quick game. So for me, it was take as much air as I can, get your hand, be big, and then don't miss a layup. And so for me, you know, my game winning, my my record breaking sack was a free runner. wasn't I didn't go beat anybody. 
I just well, didn't miss. I just didn't miss my opportunity to get it. Well, yeah. yeah. Let me give you the credit there because the awareness of that situation, the awareness of what they may do, mm-hmm. you tightening your alignment, shortening the path to the quarterback, great get off, not hesitating. That's your credit to your credit. So yeah. you got to give yourself credit in that, and that the tackle squeezed down on the defensive tackle, which gave Josh a free run of the tackle, tried to peel off late. Yeah. By then it was just it's too, too late. late. He's got no mm-hmm. chance. Mm-hmm. You know, and then your third one, I just call that Josh Allen, relentless. relentless. And then you, he said to me just a minute ago when I brought that up, he said, coverage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to tell you, man, rushing coverage go hand to hand. And, you know, for me, you know, I love to speak the way I do speak about my success because, you know, football is a team sport. And I know for me, I wouldn't have gotten any of those plays, any of my plays or anybody else on this field if I didn't if I didn't have trust within my other guys. Uh, so for me, yes, I'm going to be making the play. And when you go look on the stat book, it says Josh with the sack. But at the end of the day, everybody had a hand in it. And that's the way team ball should be played. Mm-hmm. Individually, yes, I want to make the play. But when I do make the play, it gets spread out to everybody because everybody had a part in it. And it's just like my team outside the building. You know, my family, you know, my doctors, my staff that I have that, that helps me be prepared each Sunday. I want them to feel like they have a part in my success as well. Mm-hmm. So I make them feel comfortable. I make them, you know, feel like I, I thank them because I wouldn't be where I am physically, mentally, emotionally if it wasn't for them as well. So it's like for me, it's just I'm making the plays. I'm going to go down in the record book, but and everybody's going to see that. But I also want to give notice and, and wealth to everybody who had a key part in that. And, you know, I've always been like that, never going to change. And, you know, hopefully that can continue to – to lead to bigger and better things. Outside linebacker Josh Allen with us. Uh, I heard you're doing television tonight. Is that? Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. First time in over a year. I love that. Yeah, you're less than all year. access. Yeah. TV tonight. Less than a year. I'm excited about it. Excited to get back to saying, got to get some of those wings again. Jag- the wings are where it's at. Yeah, he loves the wings. Yeah, Jaguars all access. They, they've got, uh, gosh, I'm just telling you, the, the, the white Alabama sauce yes. wings, money. Yes. Money. I like them flat, extra crispy. Okay, they've got them crispy. Trust they me, soak yeah. them in sweet tea for like days. Really? Yeah, and then they smoke them, and then they flash fry them, and then they put that Alabama white sauce. In fact, I got a so as soon as I go in there, I'm gonna put an order in for thirty for the family. For 30? Yeah. Thirty? Yeah. I be I ain't gonna lie. I do be bringing food home to the, to my family as well. And oh, they, they would. Love and they that. love my kids are wing my little my kids mm-hmm. are wing fanatics. Like, Top notch wings. Now. I bring wing homes from here. I just put them down on the table. And my kids get after it. <laughs> They go attack. Right, so, so we got we got a got to ask two questions, a couple yeah, questions. Yeah, here. Yeah. Josh Allen, are you a are you a are you a flat guy? I'm a flat guy. Flat guy. I'm a flat a drum guy. Drumstick guy. Flat I take guy. the I take the little gristle. Yeah. Pick the gristle off. Now I got all wing, and then I just so you take the take gristle off, off the twist the small bone out, and then you just got one bone and nothing. It but, don't matter what nothing I take but love off, left. But as long as I take that mm. gristle out and everything's. All right. So my uh, next question: Ranch, the sack dance. That you have on that you, that you had on Sunday. Mm-hmm. What is that? Tell me where that comes from. Which the the my that one. The kind of the Karate Kid standing it, yeah, around the. Uh, it can It comes back from a. It was a movie called. It was a movie Love Don't Cost a Thing with Nick Cannon. Okay. And he did a little. Da- he did that dance, something similar to that. Which was that, and um, 
But the only reason why I do it is not because I love that movie or I love Nick Cannon. It was because my rookie year. You playing it? Yeah, my rookie year, I was in a locker room with one of my buddies, Charles Jones, tight end. And, you know, we always played. And he's like, I bet you won't hit this in the game. And I was like, hit what? He told me that he showed it to me. I was like, bet. And then that following week, I got a sack. And then I hit it. And then every week, and he's like, you did it wrong. You did it wrong. You got to do it again. Next week. Did it again. So this is a Charles Jones originated. That's what I'm trying to tell you, man. It's this, awesome. Man, <laughs> man, this Charles Jones, that's my guy. I've all, that's why every time I do get asked, I always name drop because, you know, I, like, again, I'm just, I just do me, you know, and, you know, people come into my life for a reason. Yeah, that's And he cool. came in my life to hit little, yeah. show me my little dance. I see, I, I was thinking Karate Kid, you know, he's standing on yeah. the piling, yeah, yeah. you know, and he's practicing uh, uh, yeah. the kick. It's nope. kind of that. Love them caught the thing. Nick All Cannon. Right. All right. I Shout out to Nick. Do a little research on that. Tonight, 7 o'clock, String Sports Brewery in Springfield. Josh Ooh, Allen will be there. You have time for that? Yeah, I, always got, I always got time. I just don't have hair, so I don't have to worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> I that? didn't. That's my solution. I wasn't going to say that. Uh, good I, to see you, Josh. Likewise. Appreciate you swinging in. Congratulations on all the success. Let's get another one. We'll see you, uh, see you in about two and a half hours. Two and a half? Yeah, a little less than two and a half. It's Ooh. coming in hot. That's Josh Allen out of here. This is Jaguars Happy Hour brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. There is no question about it. Uh, when you think about what a Hall of Famer possess is just the ability to be a game changer. At any particular moment, you have to be a threat on the field to that defense. But then on top of that, obviously we know consistency, you know, is, is one of the major factors. And Fred Taylor was consistent throughout his entire career, you know, and, and, and he was resilient, you know. He persevered through some things, injuries, like all of us do. You know, but at the end of the day, when you stack him up with the all-time greats, he certainly uh, deserves a place amongst all-time greats. That is the voice of LaDainian Tomlinson, the Hall of Fame running back, class of 2017, and his comments on Fred Taylor. The uh, full comments will be coming soon on the official Jaguars podcast network, but good to catch up with LT today. And welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour and a, an eventful show so far. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Logman, our thanks to Josh Allen, outside linebacker who just randomly walked in the studio and wanted to join us. Had no idea he was coming in, but a great conversation. And he'll be on uh, television tonight. Jaguars All Access at String Sports Brewery, 7 o'clock, as will Kai Stevens, who joins us in studio now. Good afternoon, Kai. Trying to follow Josh Allen is quite rude of you guys. Very rude. <laughs> you know what? Uh, if anybody can handle it, I'm sure you can. I'll take my lumps. I'm here. You're going to be just fine. You know what? Uh, that's Let's start with that, with, with Josh Allen and this defense coming off a shutout last week. And I, I, didn't, I, I haven't seen today's report yet come up. It should be coming soon if it's not out already. But as of yesterday, there were no defensive players on the injury report. So this is the full unit. Which is nice to see because, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, it was like we had a two-page injury report. So many people were dealing with stuff or were banged up. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you guys talked with Josh quite a bit about what he's been able to do this season. But I think what was cool in the Carolina game, it was like him and Trayvon were going off. This kind of meet at the quarterback thing in the middle, which um, is always cool to see. And then those two are the highest uh, sack combo in a, in a duo across the league. So that's pretty neat, too. 
It I, I thought it was, uh, you know, I'm excited about Josh and he broke the record. But Josh has been that way all year long. And what impressed me the most about the duo was Trayvon had arguably one of his best games as a pro where he had a successful rush from the defensive tackle position. He had a successful rush from the outside. He was physical in the run game, made a heck of a play on a speed reverse. I mean, this was, you know, we just got done talking about Josh. I mean, big-time players make big-time plays in big mm -hmm. moments. Both of them played big in a big moment. Yeah, and, and good for Trayvon, too. I mean, this is – Okay, he's starting to really come along now at the end of year two. All right, so I've got to tell you guys this story. So I'm for the game. You know, there's a couple of former Jaguar coaches that are on the staff of the Carolina Panthers, Todd Wash, Dom Capers. So on the field and talking to both, both of them, me and, and Tony Baselli, and sitting there, I'm kind of with Dom, and Tony's talking to Todd for the moment. And all of a sudden, Trayvon walks by, you know, give him a little, you know, slap you know knuckles all that kind of stuff and and dom turns and looks at me and goes who's that i said that's trayvon walker he said my god is he big <laughs> i said i know yeah. he's i mean it's just you know i mean when you think of outside linebackers i mean josh is kind of on the bigger end trayvon's, trayvon's bigger, bigger than, than him, him. Yeah. yep he is it's amazing. i mean 275 of i mean and he ain't even trying to be big no this just comes naturally that's for sure um kai um speaking of Injuries, the defense, okay, is, is pretty clean on that regard. But the offense has not been lately, starting with the quarterback. Trevor Lawrence actually threw a football in the open media period for a little bit today. But and only some of the things we saw. I guess that's a step in the right direction. At least we saw some of that. Um, <laughs> what they did in actual practice, we don't know. Obviously, it's closed off. I think that will be a big deciding factor. I'm sure they're internally figuring all that out. But today was a big day for them. We've seen what... Uh, Trevor Lawrence has been looking like when he's dealt with injuries earlier in the year and he doesn't practice, doesn't really bode very well for the game. So I feel that they're kind of at a point now where if he's going to play, he needs to also practice. This can't be another Saturday, Sunday morning kind of decision with Trevor because he needs those practice reps clearly to, to be able fully be fully involved in the game plan and be successful in the field. So I think today was probably a really big day for them. And I think now they have an idea of where they're going to be at on Sunday. I totally agree with what you said. I think she Kai, you're dead on, but that he needs to practice to get the reps to play well. It's nothing against him. He's just young, and, like, I think people are like, oh, it's practice, but it's like, no, it's very Talk detailed, very different. I know. Get, not the game. We're, not, we're not at Iverson level yet. <laughs> I love there. Trevor, but he's not at Iverson level yet where we can not just show yet. up and play. Um, there's a lot of detail going into that, and I think, obviously, getting those first-team reps for him is big. And just a side note here, um, high level of security around practice, too, because yeah. of because of – quarterback is he gonna play is he not so fort knox so i dip out to go to lunch don't okay, you dare peek in and, don't you dare and they've got security walked all the way around the mech the yep. miller electric center making there's a lot sure of glass windows they're peeking. standing in front of yeah you know what's going on in the practice field yeah it's um it's a, it's something it certainly is but hey it's that time of year you know it's week 18 and we'll see what happens guy stevens in a studio with us and, hey, offensive guys could be back in the fold to help out whoever the quarterback is this week. Zay Jones with a knee and a hamstring issue. That seems to be trending the right way. He seemed to be in a pretty good place in the locker room yesterday, it sounded like. And then Christian Kirk, of all things. I'm in awe, seriously, the fact that that man underwent surgery a, a month ago and is now on a football field actually actively practicing, not one of those, like, standing around situations. He's running around doing drills, like, is functioning 
fully is crazy to me. And especially he was talking to us in the locker room yesterday, um, talking about the actual injuries he was dealing with because he had yeah. a torn abdominal on one side he was playing through. And then his adductor muscle, which is a, on like goes from your ab through your groin, completely detached. Sorry to be graphic to everybody listening, but that was the surgery he underwent. And now a month later is playing football again. That's crazy. The, the miracles of modern medicine. Medicine is amazing. That's true. But uh, you, you also got to give a lot of credit to the individual, you know, that's, that's working his way back, dedicated to the rehab, dedicated himself to the process of making sure that he has an opportunity to be back. Because if it's a player that's, you know, I don't want to use the term that I want to use. So they call it halfway. But there's another term that's half something else. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, if you go about it halfway, it doesn't work. And so credit to Christian. Yeah, Christian was, I think, rehabbing the next day, like after surgery, which is. He's a total pro. Wait, the, the, I'm not surprised, but still. Pro, that's, the way yeah. he practices, the oh, way yeah. he conducts himself. Really I mean, it's a total pro. Okay, if you can morph Josh Allen and Christian Kirk into throughout the football team, I mean, Two oh, model citizen type players, right? I mean, amazing. It just tells you, I mean, these guys are the 1% of the 1% of athletes, too. If any, any of those injuries happen to us, maybe Logs is different, but, um, you know, we'd be on the on the shelf for like months. I'd be retired, yeah. It'd be over. <laughs> My career would be over. Yes, it was uh, a good run. Whatever career that was. Uh, tonight, Jaguars All Access. We just heard from your guest tonight. The Josh, Josh Allen, Allen show again. Oh, there's multiple. I think we're having a couple. Oh, oh surprises. Really? Look at that. That's, that's a tease right there. Well, what, are you going to hold it from us? Uh, or are you just going to tune in work. or show up? Josh Allen works well with his teammates. I'm sure someone will come through for him. Wow. This is – can we guess? Yeah, I guess. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to say probably not Trevor Lawrence since his arms mm, are – I don't know. No, no, I think he needs to get he's some treatment He's got some stuff shoulder. going on. Okay. Yeah. Nope, he's out. I'm not going to spend the rest of the show guessing. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I really have no idea. I can tell you this. Yeah. Won't be disappointed. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> that's tonight. Be there, ladies and gentlemen. Be there. 7 o'clock. String Sports Brewery for Josh Allen and mystery guest number two. Big mystery guest. A big one? Yeah, a big one. Oh, a, like physically big. Uh, could be. Could be multiple ways big. That's great, Logs. Kai, uh, <laughs> we'll see you a little bit later. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Kai Stevens in studio with us. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, look no further than Ford F-150, loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between. This truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman on 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube. Ahead of week 18, the Jags and the Titans. A win secures the AFC South Championship for the Jags for the second year in a row. A loss. Oh, boy. Then you're, uh, you're, you've got to see what happens with the Steelers on Which they uh, Saturday. Play Saturday, yep. And then the Texans and the Colts play each other on Saturday night. And uh, the winner of that game is in the playoffs no matter what. 
and would win the division if the Jaguars lose, and then the Jags could be out altogether. So don't want to go down that road. Yeah, and as a player coach, you're not talking about the scenario there on the right which, on our screen. Right when here. we're looking on our screen here, it's uh, the, on the left is Jaguars clinch AFC South title with Jack's win. On the right side, it says Jaguars clinch playoff berth with. And I'm just here to tell you, as, as a player and a coach, you don't even bother to understand or look at the right side of that page. All you're concerned about is taking care of your business and winning your game. That's it. Let's hear from Doug Peterson. He was asked about just that. What scenarios have you been looking at? Do you know all the playoff scenarios for you guys, or do you just focus on the – There's only one. There's only one. There's only one that matters right now for us. So tell me you told the team? Yeah, you won't tell – I mean, that's that's all I need to tell the team. There's there's nothing other than trying to win this game on Sunday. I'm not going to cloud their mind with with stuff. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, our focus is is trying to beat you know Tennessee, and regardless of, of records and who's playing, who's not playing, um, this is always a really good football game, and it's a it's a four quarter game, and 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 that's our focus right now. That's the head coach on Wednesday. We'll hear more from Doug Peterson coming up at about 10 minutes or so. And <laughs> I was just laughing yeah. because you know what I'm thinking, what Doug Peterson really wanted to do when he was asked that question? You remember when you were a little kid? La, 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 la. You stick your fingers in your ears. La, 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 la. I can't you hear still you. do that now, I think, Yeah, sometimes. yeah, that's exactly yeah. what he wanted to do, and that's what the players want to do. They don't want to hear anything about any other scenario other than when and you're in. That's it. Time now for the injury report presented by Baptist Health and the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute, the official sports medicine provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Today's has not been uh, announced yet that we've seen, but yesterday the Jaguars had five players on the list all on offense. Ezra Cleveland with a knee issue but was full Wednesday. That's a good sign. He missed last week's game or did not play in the game. Zay Jones, wide receiver, limited uh, yesterday. Christian Kirk with a groin injury, limited. Trevor Lawrence with a right shoulder and left finger issue, limited. Yeah, what's officially. the story on that? Well, he had. Uh, he said he uh, at the start of the press conference said he had something kind of cut off his finger and, and uh, nothing major at all. Oh, okay. And he just had it wrapped up. That's what they had to put it on the report since all he right. talked about it. I guess. All right. Um, and then it's his non-throwing hand and limited. Um, and then Walker Little hamstring full. So that's good news. Yeah, and he's been been battling the hamstring for quite. What about Ezra? Ed, what did you say, Ezra? Ezra? Yeah, knee full. Full. Yeah, that was Wednesday. Now this is. I know Thursday's I know. update. But that's good. That's good. Yes. Uh, last week, Shatley got the start left guard. Did a did a solid job. Um, I, I would be excited about getting Cam with Ezra in at left guard. I think that uh, you get a little bit better with Ezra in at left guard when he's healthy. Have we seen that, by the way. We have not. Yeah, I don't think so. When he when he plays and he's healthy, Ezra Cleveland, he's a good football player. I'm talking he's your best guard in your on your offensive line, I think. And no offense to Brandon Sheriff, he's a good football player too. He's he's actually been very solid and dependable this year, really good in pass pass protection and uh has been consistent all year long. But Ezra just gives him he gives him a little attitude. And he obviously will help make everybody else better. So, 
that could be a really cool combination to watch if that does, in fact, happen this week. We'll see what happens with that. Again, the injury report should be coming down any uh, time now for this Thursday. All Elite Wrestling returns home with an explosive AEW Dynamite and Rampage. See all the action at Daly's Place next week. Limited tickets left at dailysplace.com. I believe that's Wednesday of next week. Doug Peterson show coming up in just a few moments. We'll have the head coach in studio with us. Uh, we'll also hear from Evan Ingram. I caught up with Evan in the locker room yesterday and, you know, get his idea on all this history that's going on, but he's a team guy, right? So we'll, we'll hear from Evan on that. And 104, baby. What's, what's left for the Jaguars here in the 2023 20, regular season. But for the head coach, all right, it, it all comes down to this. It's week 18, and I'm sure he'll have his – I don't know how much he really has to do to get his team ready mentally for a game like this. You know what it's about, right? Well, yeah, I, I think just with the clip that we just saw, you know, all I have to do is tell the team one thing, and that's we need to win to get in and don't cloud their minds with anything else. And this football team recognized the importance of last week's game, and when they recognize that, you – you know that they're going to recognize the importance of this game as well. And so I think this is going to be a good football team uh, this week, and I believe that they're going to play well. I think they're going to play uh, very, uh, what's the word, clean, okay? And that's, that's the key to this game is them to play clean. I don't care who's playing. Is it Trevor? Is it CJ? Is it Christian Kirk? Is it Parker Washington? Is it Ezra Cleveland? Is it Tyler Shatley? I mean, all this conversation about – who could or will play is great. But at the end of the day, whoever plays, it needs to be a clean effort. That's the most important thing. And by the way, the Thursday injury report has just oh, come out. just came out. And there has been no change whatsoever from the Jaguars' perspective. Everything that was listed yesterday is true today as well. They did add C.J. Beathard today with a left shoulder injury thing he's been dealing with, but full. Today. Yeah, it's so no that's surprise fine. there. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, from the Tennessee Titans standpoint, uh, list. there's a very long list of injured players. And when you're a football team that's playing for nothing except for next year and you're 5-11, and 11, that's kind of how it works. 17 players on the list this week. A couple of those just rest-related, three of those, in fact. But that's, a, that's a long, long list. It's been Here, a long, long season in Nashville. The, the important ones that are on this list – Okay, which, in my opinion, uh, Sean Murphy Bunting, a corner, good football player, uh, Eric Groor, rookie, he has uh, been in and out of the lineup. Will Levis, obviously, is an important one. Danico Autry, good football player. That's just a rest issue. Now, here's the interesting ones, because remember I mentioned about how the, the Tennessee Titans offensive line has some issues, right? Yes. Okay, two guys are on this list from that offensive line. Okay, left tackle, who was not a starter last week, but he came in and played the second half. Jalen Duncan, who was a six-round pick, he started the previous four or five games prior to last week. He's on the injury list with a neck. Daniel Brunskill, who is a starting guard, is also on that list with an ankle. Neither one of those guys practiced today. That's something to look at just from the standpoint of, uh-oh. Who's next? Who's next? <laughs> right. if the, if these are the best of the best of sure. what they got. Uh, what's the next guy like? I yeah. don't know. Both those guys were limited Wednesday, did not practice today. That's usually a, a sign that's gone the wrong way. Yes. So uh, we'll see what happens there. 
Um, all right. So the the regular season almost in the book, and the division title on the line will be on the air on Sunday at ten o'clock uh, here in Jacksonville on the Publix Tailgate Show ahead of the one o'clock kickoff, twelve noon for countdown to kickoff. Um, on the network, and and it all comes down to Week 18. The Jaguars have now won three in a row against Tennessee, and trying to make it four and another season sweep of a division rival would be a good way to cap it off. You know what I'm curious about? Yes, is how will the Jaguars fan base travel this week? Quick flight. I don't know how many easy drive. Yeah. Quick some, flight, somewhat easy. Tickets yeah. available on the secondary market. Opportunity to win and clinch the division. You know, I mean, it's a it, fun weekend. Hey, look, I, I'm thinking road trip right here. Yeah, get the band together and let's roll. I, I want to go. You want to go? Yeah, I want to go. Come on, man. I'm here in studio. I know you are. We should, we should I, take I, the studio on the road. I'm just thinking road trip, man. I'm, I mean, look. Talk to the bosses about that. It's uh first game of the new year, and it's an opportunity to watch Jaguars history, back-to-back division titles, right? Weather's going to be pretty decent. Weather's going to be today, nice. Right? Nashville's a great town to yeah, go stay at. Absolutely. I mean, come on. Let's go. Get, get the can, teal bus. Start it up. You can get in so much trouble before the game even starts in that time. Oh, can you ever? Yeah. Yes. And then after the yes, win, too. Oh, yes, you can. You might it, not even make it at the game. It, and I will tell people, just from personal experience, if you wanted to go to a, to a fun town on a road trip for a Jaguars football game, top of the list is Nashville for me. Nashville? Nashville. Better than New Orleans? Oh, yeah. Nashville. Not even close, in my opinion. New York? Nashville. Wow. Nashville. How about that? Nashville, Nashville. Okay. Ask I, me I, ten more times I, and I'll <laughs> tell you. Nashville. Fair enough. Um, cool city. It is. Boomtown right now, too. Cool city. Uh, Doug Peterson show just moments away. The head coach will be in studio with us. We'll hear from uh, Evan Ingram as well. Jaguars tied in. Our thanks to Josh Allen. Jaguars outside linebacker just stopped in the studio out of nowhere. Um, and had a great conversation about his three-sack day last week and what's ahead for this Jaguars team. Our thanks to Kai Stevens as well. For Jeff Lagerman, I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thanks to Joe Fortunato, Brent Reber, and thanks to you for listening. This has been Jaguars Happy Hour. The Doug Peterson Show is coming up next on the Jaguars Radio Network.